Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Blowout fashion in the morning. We stream live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. You see it. Cowboys dominate. It's taking it lightly. Dominate in the opener. How sweet it is, man. You could not have asked for a better opening than the one you got last night, Cowboys Nation. So, it is the very first victory Monday. Y'all know what that means. Y'all know what that means. Pull up. We have our very, very first cookout this morning. One of what I think will be many. Many. I think we will have many different cookouts, definitely, if that defense play like that. And I do think they will. Shouts out to the Bomb Squad for joining me this morning. Bomb Squad! Appreciate you guys coming through. Last night, y'all showed out. Y'all showed out uh, at a high fashion for the pre-halftime and post-game show. So I appreciate y'all for doing that. Man, I'm on about four hours of sleep because I could not sleep. I don't know what it is. When the Cowboys win, especially when they win like this, I just don't sleep well. I'm so excited. I'm watching the game. I'm trying to hear what the haters got to say, including our own. We'll get to that another time. But I'm I'm just so pumped up to talk about this with you guys, so I will. We're going to cover it from top to bottom. We're not going to you know break it down too in-depth because we'll get the film later today, and then tomorrow we'll break down the tape. But just from a kind of first Second type of watch, we'll break it all down from what we saw broadcast. And if you want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787 is a call-in line. There will be no uh, roundup today, not really a whole lot of news that came out of yesterday. But we will get a first word in. Prior to that, though, and, and trust and believe me, old, old New York Giant fan is on the mind, but we'll save that for Vosh Lombardi Live Show later. Prior to that, we, you know... We're listening all offseason to the Cowboys, haters, detractors, whatever you want to call it. It, it just was constant. Criticize, criticize, criticize. All offseason. They were building up this Giants team to be something that apparently the league was supposed to be looking out for, watching out for, and all this other stuff. But I couldn't, for the life of me, understand 
why the Cowboys weren't getting that same type of fanfare or what have you. While the Giants got better, the 12-5 and team that went on the road and won a playoff game against the GOAT, by the way, I don't give a damn what you want to say about the team, also got better. And the two guys that they brought in, because they brought in more, but there was two guys that they brought in, and Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, both showed up. And we'll talk about that here, but they both showed up. It may not have showed up a whole lot in the stat sheet for, for Brandon Cooks, but he did have four big plays in this game. So we're going to break all of that down. We'll discuss it with you guys. I do want to get to the opening part uh, of the show, which is the first word, where Mike McCarthy talked about basically overcoming, not necessarily overcoming, but dominating, I should say, dominating this game and it being, you know, the first of what he believes is many as well. So let's get to this first word first, and then we'll continue to go here. just the way we played and, and it's nice when you see the players you know emphasize uh, and, and, and you, you see it exercised in practice and carried over to the field you know I, I thought the defense and the in the block field goal got it got it started and you know and it really never stopped um, you know d- defense was relentless all night the takeaways and uh, just what a great job with the return game and the offense for for taking care of the football I mean that, that was uh, there are some tough conditions. You can see both sides handling snaps, handling punts. You know, exchanges were a challenge all night. And um, I, I thought the offense did an excellent job in that area, too. So, I mean, it's one game. We're excited. We feel good. We feel good about what we played tonight. Um, I, I think we're still evolving. You know, we we, 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 we know where we want to go. Um, I, I, I feel like we are fully capable and have an understanding how to get there. But it's a long journey. So we took we took the first step the right way, and we played their identity. We took the ball away. We took care of it. Uh, we ran it when they knew we were going to run it. So uh, we knew they were going to try to run it at us. So um, you know and that's 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 the way these games are going to go. You know when we line up each week. So I thought we got off to a good start. We played to our identity. Cowboys Nation. I mean, that, that that was heavy to me. We played to our identity. We took the ball away. We took care of it. First of all, just hearing the term identity. We 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 don't know what that is for the last I don't know how many years. But but we we have an identity. And what also like was how McCarthy pivoted early in this game, and we'll get to that here in a second. But I want to talk about where he said we took the ball away and we took care of it. Took care of it. I want to talk about the former taking the ball away and how that was on the backs of a historic pass rush Sunday night. Yes, indeed. On the big stage, once again, what everybody's saying, but no, seriously, on the big stage, the Cowboys against the Giants, primetime football put out this crazy pass rush performance that you haven't seen since the last time the Cowboys played the Giants on primetime football. For being completely honest. I said this the other day. I think that early yet last night, I think the Cowboys have the best pass rush in the league because the talent, the depth is matched by the scheme and that damn mad scientist Dan Quinn. But yesterday, some crazy numbers. The Cowboys generated pressures on 23 of the 37 dropbacks. This is per next gen stats. That's 62.2%. 
That is the fourth highest pressure rate in a game since 2019. All the games. Not just Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. All of them. They had four players generate at or uh, yeah, eight defenders generate multiple pressures, including four with at least five. Micah, Dante, Osa, and Dorrance Armstrong. This was a, again, pure domination, and I'm being respectful here because it was more than that. It was no Vaseline, what they did to that offensive line. And that was kind of the key matchup coming into this thing. The Cowboys' defensive front just too much, especially in the middle. But it was too much on the edge, too. But, of course, we had Giant fans talking mad-ish. But that's neither here nor there. That's why when I decided to pull up to the cookout, it had to be all defense, Cowboy. I, I couldn't help myself. So let's get right into it. Let's jump into this cookout and talk about who I put at the grown folk table. And I'm sorry, I couldn't fit everybody. I just couldn't. So I apologize. But y'all can drop your names as well. Here we go. You can't, you can't talk about the cookout without putting Dan Quinn at the head of the table. Can't do it. Won't do it. Dan Quinn is the mastermind of this defense. He is able to take young guys like Wanye and Bell, which we'll get to in a second, and make them look like absolute studs. So Dan Quinn orchestrating the first Cowboys shutout since 2017. Went up to New York, took the fit off their heads, took the, the butters off their feet, and said, we run this town tonight. So Dan Quinn has to be at the head of the table. Gilly Locks. So Stefan Gilmore comes into Dallas. He's quiet. Just a quiet assassin, man. But he was loud on the field. He had four tackles last night, three pass breakups. His first interception as a cowboy. And don't don't let that interception go over y'all heads here. The interception not only showed awareness, it showed his ability uh, uh, to, to adapt on the run, on the move, and then to secure that catch. I mean, that wasn't an easy interception, y'all. Not at all. And I bet he was a little bit shocked at how much he was being targeted. But again, when you have a Trayvon Diggs on the other side, he's going to see some targets. Now, moving forward, we'll see what these teams decide to do. But Gilly Locks was on lock. Of course, the young line. Michael Parsons. I mean, what what more? I don't even know what to say anymore. Man. Six pressures last night. He had three tackles, two quarterback hits. I think eventually they will credit him for two sacks. You know, the the fumble where he touched Daniel Jones earlier in the the game should have been credited as a sack, but right now it's one. But that's fine if he's not credited for two sacks. You know why? Because he helped create like two or three other ones. And if you listen to Michael Parsons, 
earlier in the offseason, he said, you know, the sack number's fine. But I want to make others great around me. And he had retweeted one of Oso Digizua's sacks where Micah just, I felt like Micah took both his hands, grabbed the offensive lineman, just drove them in the backfield and allowed Oso Digizua to loop around for a sack. When Micah can get six pressures, get a couple sacks of his own, and create sacks, that just continues to show you that he's the best, almost said player, but he's damn sure the best defensive player to me in the National Football League. Speaking of Osa, we said this could be Osa Digizua's breakout year, and he did that. He start, he's starting off that way. Four tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks, three quarterback hits. He's going to have so many opportunities because I think this is going to happen more often than not where the Cowboys are up and can pin their ears back, and that's where Osa can get you. If you, I said this a few weeks ago. If you have interior offensive line issues, Osa Digizua is going to get at you. He's quick, he's strong, and now he knows how. Right? He knows how to rush the passer. He knows how to get to the quarterback in year three. He's better. And I could have put so many more people here from the defensive line. Really, that whole defensive line, as y'all saw with the pressure rate. But from the interior, I wanted to feature Osa. From the exterior on the edge, I wanted to talk about Micah. I mean, we could have talked about Fowler. We could have talked about uh, Dorrance Armstrong. We could have talked about D-Law. All these guys went to work. But the grown folk table was only but so big. And I had to invite the Bucks. So at cookouts, right, there, there, there comes a point in time as a young man, where you can get invited over to the spades table. You can get invited over to uh, uh, the dominoes table, where the grown folk are. Wanye Thomas, Marquise Bell, come on down. First time grown folk table alum here. And I think it's it just makes sense. I kept asking myself, well, what position is Marquise Bell going to play? Is it going to be the safety position? Is it going to be the DeMarvion Overshone position? It ended up being the DeMarvion Overshone position, and oh my goodness. Boy, did he show out. He led the team in tackles. He had eight of them, had a tackle for loss, forced a fumble. He was a tone setter. In the post-game show talking to Jesse Alley, I said, if you took off the number, if you took off the name, I would have thought Donovan Wilson was out there. Donovan Wilson, who, by the way, is our starter, our, our new big-time paid safety, I think a Pro Bowl-type player, Marquise, Marquise Bell came in there. You didn't even notice he was gone. Six-foot-three, goes about 205, and he plays kind of with that same kamikaze style, right? And he hits just as hard. So it looks like, and this is game one, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving forward, but it looks like Bell is going to be more of the DeMarvion Overshone role because Juan, yeah, Thomas showed that he can play that safety role for whomever the hell it is. And what I mean by for whomever the hell it is, if Hooker goes down, I believe he can play the cover guy. If Donald goes down, I believe he can do some of the Rome, Rover, Joker type of things. If J-Rock goes down, I believe he can slide over there. Wanye Thomas gives you a, he just brings a physicality to his game, but he can cover. And he really set the entire tone for this game. 
He had a nice pass breakup on that second possession, but obviously the whole thing got started with Wanye Thomas getting in there with the block punt. And not only the block punt, but the block to spring Noah Igbenogany, a.k.a. at the Omni, for a touchdown. Wanye Thomas, Marquise Bell, welcome to the grown folk table. You guys set the tone in this game, I think, and everybody else just came with it. It came with it. So it's just a cookout. It's the grown folk table. There's so many more people could be here. Who do you have that may have not been? Now, I'm, I want strictly defense here, Cowboys Nation. I want strictly defense just because I, I could have put, and we'll talk about this here in a second. I could have put Mike. I, I'm going to talk about Mike here in a second. But the, the come on, man. 40 to nothing. A skunk. A shutout. Seven sacks. Three turnovers. Should have been four. Malik Hooker know he about to do some push-ups. Pick six, three forced fumbles. Just, just so many people could have been at this table. Uh, Diggs, I had him on there, but I said, you know what? I got to give y'all some. You're right. You're right. Diggs could have been on there. Big Hank. Big time Hank. It's my guy, man. I was talking to the UK people, and I and I think I said, I think I said Hank talking about Hankins. Is the X factor to me throughout this season. Because if Hankins, and then as Mozzie continues to come along, if but if Hankins can hold down the fort in the middle, it's gonna allow these guys on the edge to get busy. And it started off a little slow. I mean, it started off a little a little slow for the for both both sides of the football, right? Literally, like maybe one possession. And then it just picked up from there. Picked up from there. Diggs is the definitely Diggs is the one, you know. I, I purposely left him off so I can get you guys involved with this, but 100 percent man. Trayvon Diggs, uh forced two well, forced fumble, forced a hit for the pop-up pick six. He was physical. I was afraid he might have got bored. I don't know. We'll see the tape, but it was it was just an easy game, it felt like for him. It felt like it was an easy game for Diggs, man. And and I think he set he also set the tone for hey, look, it ain't gonna be sweet over here. You know, it ain't going to be sweet. You better pull your guards and pull your tackles and and, and get a mismatch in size on me because this is not going to be what y'all thought it was previously. You think he have he hasn't heard about the George Kittle stuff? Yeah, I'm sure he's heard about the George Kittle stuff. So, yeah, 100 percent Trayvon Diggs for sure. Bland, I mean, think about it for a second, man. You, you had your veteran stars show out. The D-Laws, the Dorrances, the, the Michael Parsons. These guys are, are showing. Then you had the Juan Yeas, the Blands, the Marquise. This defense, again, call it bias. Call it, I don't give a damn what you want to call it. Find me a defense that's deeper. And then when you find me the defense that is that deep, find me the coaching that matches it. That's why I think this is the best defense in the league or can be the best defense in the league. Damn sure one of the top two, top three at the very least. Is because you got the talent match with the coach. Even even Chauncey Ghosted. Boy, Chauncey, I thought Chauncey Ghosted killed uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Jones. I thought he did on the one play. I was like, why do Brian Dayball still got this man in here in the monsoon? In a 33, 40 nothing game. Get him out of there. Their ears are pinned back. Evan Neal's a bum. You know, he can't block anybody over there. Get him out of there. But, hey, not my problem. That's for Chef. That's for Chef. So, quick, quickly here, 
as I said in our cookout, my cowboy of the week presented by Cowboys Custom is none other than Dan Quinn. I couldn't just give it to one player. I had to give it to the man responsible for this historic performance. He helped lift the Cowboys to this week one victory. And Cowboys Custom can give your vehicle the lift it needs. They not only do custom suspensions, but they also customize your wheels and tires. Family-owned and operated Cowboys Custom is the place to go for all, and I mean all, of your vehicle accessory needs. So they got four locations I need y'all to check out if you're in these areas. Cowboys Customs, Cowboys Auto, located in Arlington, both of these. And Cowboys uh, Auto, also located in North Richmond Hills. And then Cowboys Wheels and Tires in Irving. So hit them up or give them a call at 817-633-4611. For all your vehicle accessory needs. It's my Cowboy of the Week, man. Presented by Cowboy Custom. Dan the Man Quinn. Briefly. Let's flip to the other side here. The other part of what Mike McCarthy talked about. We played to our identity. We took the ball away. But we protect the rock, right? We protect the rock. I thought that was important. Especially given the weather. It it was a bit of a monsoon And we've seen before in monsoons, this offense looked putrid. I'm talking about up there in New England, 2019. Funny thing is, Gilly Locks was on the other side, and he locked down Amari Cooper, but that's neither here nor there. The Cowboys took care of the ball and took care of business offensively, knowing this was kind of their dress rehearsal game. Uh, But Mike McCarthy, in a way, made a bit of an audible in this game, given the weather. So here's Mike McCarthy on... You know, what he liked from the offense and, and, and what he called the rain plan. Well, the only thing that changed for us offensively was the weather plan. You know, so, you know, we went to a, we went to a weather plan um, and just, you know, really, after, you know, pregame was actually pretty nice. You know, and I was hoping, you know, we were all hoping to stay that way, but uh, that wasn't the case. You know, and the other thing, too, the field was getting soft, too. I mean, so there, I mean, there's other things that you, you consider. Um, so, because at the end of the day, the team that – the team that was that protected the ball was going to win the game. That's how I felt. You know, once 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 the rain really came, and then you know we had, we had a couple spots here where it was pretty continuous. So, uh, so yeah, the, the biggest change was just you know going to the rain plan. I said this on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say it here. Maybe the numbers won't show this, but the the flow. If you watch the game, I thought Mike McCarthy was excellent. I thought it was excellent, man, especially given what the weather was looking like. When you talk about protecting the ball, I think that takes both the players and the coaches. You gotta The coaches have to protect the players from themselves, especially in a monsoon. And there was a couple instances here. The first one that came to mind was at the end of the first half. Cowboys are up 26-0, dominating. The Giants can't do anything. There's 52 seconds left. They get into about a third and 10 or whatever it was. And they run the ball. A lot of people would have said, what are you doing? Go for the gusto. Why? For what? You get the ball back at half. If you pop a first down on the run, great. If you don't, you punt it and you say, do something with it, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. And and that's how you manage the game. What happens? They go in on a high and not a low because we've seen this last year plenty of times at the end of the first half. There were times where we were trying to force some things when we didn't have any business doing so interception, fumble, 
penalty, something bad would happen, and that would give the team some momentum heading into halftime. Instead, the Cowboys keep the momentum, come out in the second half, and they have a fantastic opening drive for six. That's how you do it. That is a that is a head coach who understands his team and knows his team from top to bottom, I think. So I thought he did an excellent job. I thought it was it was you saw so many different personnel packages, but you didn't see everything out of the personnel packages. He mentioned that. He, he was kind of laughing and joking about the Cavante Turpin packages, and he said, hey, man, we're going to get some passes out of that. You saw Turp get involved, Cooks get involved, Lamb get involved. Deuce Vaughn came in later in the game getting involved. So for me, A-plus all the way around for the, for the flow and management of this offense. And the management also has to be top-notch from your quarterback in Dak Prescott. I thought Dak's decision-making was so clean in this game. Now, it, again, there wasn't too much pressure in regards to having to score, but this being, in my opinion, the dress rehearsal game, you wanted to kind of see this offense get into a rhythm and flow. Now, it may not look like it from a total offense yards point, but they scored on six of their first seven, I think it was, or, or five of their first six possessions in the last possession. We were just going to throw that out. It was the end of the game. Cooper Rush comes in. We're just trying to kill the clock. But I believe they scored on five of their first six possessions of that game. couple touchdowns, couple field goals. I believe three touchdowns. Three? Yeah. Three touchdowns and a couple field goals. And they got points, right? And they protected the ball. In a game like this where it's a monsoon and he talks about the rain game, the the rain plan, the weather plan, whatever it is, the last thing you want to do is put your team in harm's way for no no reason at all. I didn't see Dak having to press too much here. I felt like the receivers were where they needed to be. I felt like he was crisp in his reads. It was was for a non-efficient game per se from a 50, what was it, 56% completion rate. It still was efficient. When you factor in the drops by the tight ends, right? The tight ends are probably the only thing coming out of this game where I would like to see get cleaned up. Weather, possibly, I, I'm not sure, but you you had three easy drops here. You had a touchdown that was dropped. Two hit you in the hands. Just got to catch the ball. Hopefully the tight ends clean that up. That's really the only thing I come away from this game. Um, a little bit, not ticked off, but saying, okay, we got to be better here. We can't go in every single week having our tight ends drop the ball like this. But I believe firmly that'll get cleaned up. I feel like the weather played a bit of a factor in that, um, especially for Jake. Jake doesn't drop the ball much. Those were his first two drops of his career. Hendershot, though, I don't know what would change with Hendershot. Hendershot has had drop issues last year, already starting off dropping the ball this season, and it was a touchdown at that. Before I move on and get to the phones, though, because I I do want to – we got Doc Talk later today, so I want to get to the phones. We ain't getting to all y'all. I mean, jeez. A whole lot of y'all, but we're going to get to as many we can unless y'all keep it quick. want to give a shout out to Chumay Dope. We found out hour and a half before the game, Tyler Smith was officially going to be out the game. Chumay Doga was going to be the starter. Chumay Doga had been getting whooped in training camp at left tackle. I never got a chance to see him at left guard. We did have a little bit of tape from Atlanta. He was a left guard in Atlanta, and he had a good game for the minimal time he played. And then he got hurt and came out. Chumi Doga got in there, and you completely forgot he was even playing. In a good way. Not in a bad way. 
when you're not hearing the offensive lineman's name, that means good things are happening. Mike McCarthy, they asked him about Chuma. And he said, when we come to the sidelines and we're trying to correct things, we're, tr we're, we're talking about where we need to be better. He said he doesn't recall Chuma's name ever popping up. Now, we're going to get the tape today. We're going to take a further investigative look into it. But I'd venture to guess coming out of this, Chuma will probably grade out as one of your better offensive linemen in that game. In fact, it, it, it wasn't Chuma that was an issue if there was one. It was Tyler. Tyler, we knew the matchup, right? Dexter, Dexter, I almost said McKinney, Dexter Lawrence is a handful. And he lost a good bit of battles against Dexter, but it didn't affect the Cowboys too much offensively. They still were able to, to get what they need, do what they needed to do offensively and score enough points. Granted, they didn't have to do much as it was. Complimentary football, by the way. But I thought Chuma played even better than the Pro Bowl Tyler Biotish. But again, teach tape. Right, you come out of forty to nothing victories with some teach tape. It's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. That way you can correct the little things you need to correct. So by the time we get down to the postseason and we get you get into these big games against better teams, you can kind of learn from your mistakes too. So shouts out to Chuma, uh, shouts out to McCarthy for calling. I think a, a very rhythmic game shouts out to Dak for taking care of the ball shouts out to the offense really I mean I know I know Tony Pollard almost fumbled I mean did fumble the ball and almost lost it but Biotis was right there but I just thought it was a clean game I thought it was a clean game especially given it was a monsoon you didn't need to do anything crazy you were already up 16 nothing now let's play complimentary football offense defense special teams all complimented each other and I get that there's a team over there in California that had a fantastic game but I don't think there was a bigger statement made in week one than the Cowboys scoring the most points and holding the opposing team to the least. Number one scoring offense, number one scoring defense coming out of week one. Let's keep that momentum going. All right. Lots of phone calls. Uh, Want to just give a general overall thought on, on the game. And then we're going to wrap to y'all. We're going to wrap to y'all. And we'll talk to our guy Doc later on today. So let's get into these phone lines and uh, open it up with Toxic. I believe he was the first one on the horn, so I want to make sure I get him up there. What's good, Toxic? Good morning, Sky. Hey, you're looking pretty good for not getting your beauty rest with your standard 16 hours. Uh, looking good. I wish I got 16. Hey, <laughs> I'll keep it quick because I know a lot of people want to uh, want to get on the horn today. First off, my only complaint about the game that it was on so late. Other than that, I don't know what else you can be really honestly upset about. That should have been one o'clock. One... <laughs> yeah, it's a shout out to my East Coast Cowboy fans who stayed up until the wee hours of the morning to watch that ass whooping. Um, the one thing that I would say ahead of my table, and I know you did a defensive focus, is Mike McCarthy. Um, you always talked about this. I've heard other content creators even reference you about this, dribbling with the purpose. There was no wasted movement no. in anything that they did last night. And the way that they came into that game, and I don't, wouldn't call that even a slow start because I live in the Baltimore area, and it, it's been nasty all weekend on the Upper East Coast. And for this team to move the ball like they did, and not look like a Jason Garrett-style offense, and they just didn't even skip a beat, is 
this is exactly what Mike McCarthy has been reverberating and saying since he started and got to pick his own staff starting this year. And the fact that we now have a coach that is saying this stuff and you can see the players have bought in and there's no Jason Garrett and you know, no more G, uh, Jerry – wow, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, excuse me, wow. There's no more Jerry Jones bastard kids in the coaching staff just screwing things up and, you know, poisoning the punch bowl. You see what a functional team is supposed to look like. And they came in there and they whooped the shit out of an inferior team. There's nothing. This is exactly what this team has been missing for the longest time. You've had the talent, but like I've said in the past, you can't drive a Ferrari off-road. If you don't have the people that know how to use the talent and get everybody on the same page, that one band, one One sound, it's awesome. And the last thing I'll say is, looking around the league, this is because the one benefit of Sunday night football is I get to watch other games. Mm-hmm. How did Kellen Moore look doing that cute little offense going, <laughs> what, third goal, and you open it up and don't have a back when you're averaging, averaging six so, yards a clip? So Kellen, right? <laughs> so Kellen, right? <laughs> like, like he, it's so, it's so interesting. I'm, and look, man, I don't want to do this every single week. But I will be. I'm fascinated to see how that last drive went. So look, big points. Thirty four. Everybody. Everybody is literally like, man, we. Kellen was awesome. Kellen was great. Boom, 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 boom. Right. They ran for two hundred something yards. But the last possession of the game, to go finish. What happened? He needed Boston Scientific. Danny just Mole, saying. Kellen Moore. I'm just saying. I, I. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a Charger fan. I, I. I didn't look at the tape just yet. But all I know is. All those those high numbers and everything was great, but when it was time to finish, a guy like Herbert, who had like five, half of their wins last year were game-winning drives, couldn't complete a pass. Just saying. And I digress. It, it, I just, did you hear anyone else bring up Noah Brown or Dalton Schultz oh, come on. or any of those freaking – Come on, man. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a specific national media guy that quite literally said the Cowboys are going to miss – Dalton Schultz and Kellen Moore. Now, Dalton Schultz probably would caught some of these balls, so there's that. But they, they missed neither in this game in blowing out the Giants 40 to nothing. I love it. I love it. There, there is so much about this season, and you're going to hear it recorded this year. It's already different. And I love the tone that the Cowboys set. Hey, NFL, don't fuck with us. Have mm. a great day, Sky. My guy. Just saying. But that's that's LA's that's LA's thing, and you know, shout out to them. A lot of points, high scoring game. Actually, a very entertaining game. Uh, Chargers Dolphins came down to the last possession. Uh, man, Tua, Tua with this offense if he stays healthy, because Mike McDaniel's and these wide receivers, Jalen Waddle don't make Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, back and forth game. They go down there, score. Uh, they get the ball back. Talking about the Chargers. Have a chance to go win the game. They're only down two. Couldn't even get in field goal range. That's not my problem no more. I love what he said. Dribbling with a purpose. I talk about that so much. And just watching this game, there was, it just felt like there was a purpose every single time the Cowboys got out there. And again, it started off a bit shaky. They get down into the red zone. That wasn't the greatest red zone goal-to-goal drive. Uh, I text Vach and I was like, hey, man, it would have been nice to see them run it at least once. When they got goal to go, then they ran it inside the red zone, but they didn't run it goal to go. They ran three straight plays, and I just kept thinking, is this them trying to 
like practice? Is this them just trying to see something real quick? They didn't have preseason. Let me get some red zone working. Because after that, you know, a lot of people were under this assumption that Cowboys were going to miss a specific player in goal-to-goal situations. Tony Pollard had two touchdowns in goal-to-goal situations. Kevontae Turpin scored a rushing touchdown in a goal-to-goal situation. I personally thought Rico Dowdle brought some physicality to the team. Six carries, I believe 24 yards, averaged like four yards per carry, and he was physical. Tony Pollard was TP. Kept his touches in that perfect sweet spot. He had 16 touches, I believe, in this game. That's, that's perfect. And when you get up the way you get up, you don't got to roll him out there. You can put Rico out there. You can put Deuce out there, and you keep him fresh moving forward. I, for a game that was dominated defensively, I just loved the way the offense flowed, especially given that it was their very first time out there in a monsoon. We'll come away for years talking about the defensive performance, but for the first game called for Mike McCarthy, I just thought you saw a very, very small example of what a guy of his stature, who's also hungry, by the way, who's also hungry, can do for a team that's ready-made. Jake the Great, what's goody? Yo, what's happening, Skywalker? I'm trying to keep this quick, Dean, moving this truck around. Um, man, outstanding game. Uh, the first thing I noticed, man, I had I had two concerns going into the game. Uh, how was Mike McCarthy going to call these plays and how old man Tyron Smith was oh, going to play? He looked I'm gonna good. I'm going to start on Tyron Smith first. Ooh, he looked like a juggernaut out there. I looked again. I said, what? Is that Thanos? Because I was thinking, you know, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, he's a pretty decent pass rusher. was going to give him some problems. But I looked around, and he was just pressing this man down like a rag doll. I said, damn, Tyron is looking good. Boy, if, he, if we can get 15 games like that from Tyron Smith, my goodness, man. We, we got something, man. Yeah, I mean. But uh, on, on yeah. my – yeah, go ahead. No, you're right about Tyron Smith. I can't, look, I can't wait to get the tape today just to watch the offensive line, uh, specifically that side, Terrence, Zach. Chuma, like these guys seem like they played a good game. But again, when Tyron Smith plays at left tackle, 99% of the time, Tyron Smith is going to be good for you at left tackle. Right tackle, can't I can't say that. But left tackle, if he's out there and he's not, you know, dealing with some back or neck issue, Tyron Smith is one of your most dependable guys. It's just a matter of keeping him out there. And they eventually pulled him. I'm hoping we get so many more of these games where you can pull Tyron Smith and you can say, hey, dog, just, just give me 14, 15 of these things. He ain't done it in a while, but I'm hoping so. Yeah, outstanding game by him. And um, Mike McCarthy, man, like that that the way he called the running plays was was outstanding. You know, I, I watched Vosh late night, and he said, you know, he didn't really like the the Turpin, the Turpin getting all them handoffs. Maybe he could have gone to somebody else. But I disagree, man, because last season, Turpin, he's explosive, but he was pressing. He was pressing so hard because he wasn't getting involved. So he's like, man, I got to do this on kick return. I think by giving the man the ball on those sweeps, it's only going to loosen him up, and he's going to at least return at least. I'm betting he's going to run at least three back, maybe two kickoffs and one punt, but he's got three returns in him just by Mike McCarthy keeping him loose like that. And my third point, I can't even say it because I'm here in this construction site, but uh, great show, and I'm going to let somebody else call on. How about the Cowboys? And let's go on the route on our road to six. All right, man. Appreciate you, Jake the Great. 
I'm curious what he couldn't yeah. say there. Curious. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevontae Turpin had five touches. Five touches in this game, had a big catch. Obviously, the touchdown toss. They really got him involved. And low-key, I wish Mike kind of kept this in the tuck, but I don't know if, if any opposing teams are really listening to Mike McCarthy's post-game presser, but, but he joked in there. Uh, somebody was talking about Kevontae Turpin getting these carries. He said, I promise you, there will be, you know, pass plays out of that package. So we haven't even dipped all the way into the playbook. We, we saw so many different formations. I, I, I finally saw Hunter Lipke line up at fullback. I said, I just need to see Hunter Lipke line up in that eye formation, offset eye, and just, just be a lead blocker. We saw that twice, I believe, in this game. So we got the fullback action going. We got the single back action going. We had post-snap and pre-snap motion and post-snap action. It it was a mix of what you see in modern football with old school West Coast type of principles. Fullback, right? You're seeing the double slants behind it, the quick game. It was just... Ah man, it was it was it's so crazy for again for a for a game where you didn't have a crazy output. You should be excited about what can be when it's not downpouring with this offense, man. You should be really excited. I, I think the Cowboys uh finally have a coordinator offensive play caller that's gonna get the best out of all these guys, like their defensive coordinator did in that dominating performance. DJ, what's good? What's going on, Scott? Been a minute, brother. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. That's fantastic, fantastic. Me as well. Me as well. And, you know, I, I got I subscribe to that idea that Okoye has. If you ain't got nothing to say, well, you know, I don't say anything at all. But I definitely got something to say after last night because my goodness, my goodness, them boys looked amazing defensively. I didn't know what to expect, but I look up midway through the third quarter and. I realized that the score didn't tell how much of an ass whooping that actually was. Mm-hmm. And it was like 33 to zero. And it still didn't tell the full story of like how dominant they actually were. Could have scored 50 points, bro. Could have scored 60 if they really wanted to. I mean, I, and that, actually, no, let me, let me, let me take that back just a little bit because I understand the elements had a little piece of it. If I had one thing to take away from it, I could see you could see the players work a hundred percent like efficiently and comfortable with it. Like the play calling was perfect, the execution was as good as it could be considering the elements. It was just I don't know. You know, I, I'm used to seeing Dak you know, just knowing and and feeling comfortable, but you could see him thinking just a little bit. I disagree. You know what I mean? But that's the I disagree in the first game. I disagree. I don't think he thought at all. I thought he was he was sharp in his decision making, but the outcome, right, the wasn't there. I wouldn't say he the decision making or his mind was thinking. He knew where to go with the ball. He might have overthrew a pass to the flat uh, to Brandon Cooks. He might have overthrew C.D. Lamb to one. He might have had some drops with the tight ends, but from a going out there and bing, 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 it looked sharp. It looked sharp, but you just have to finish right. You have to finish the throw or finish the yeah. catch on the back end. So I, I thought the offense, man, to me, it, it the flow looked sharp. Some of the execution, as you stated, could have been better. But, again, we talked about this coming into this game. 
the offense is going to have to yeah. get their feet up under them. They didn't play a single time in preseason, and then you got the monsoon on top of it. Uh, but the rain plan, I, I thought they adjusted very well, man. I, I couldn't. I, I watched an uh, offense in a monsoon in New England look putrid. I don't think this was the case in this one. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not saying it looked – I didn't want it to come off like I was saying it looked bad. I mean, maybe I, I used the wrong verbiage and all that kind of stuff. It didn't look bad. It still looked good. No, I, just, never, I don't know. Maybe the defense that. was so dominant that the – Yeah, you didn't say it looked bad. You said that? You didn't say it looked bad. You said uh, – you, you mentioned he was thinking. I, I didn't think he – I thought he looked sharp from a mental standpoint. It was about finishing physically with some of these passes and then other guys finishing – physically were catching a rock. So that, that's that's what I was saying. I thought I thought he looked sharp. I thought McCarthy and him were, were just in sync. It was it was beautiful to see. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. No, like I said, for I guess I kind of meant that when I was like, hey, the, the play calling and the and the and just the flow of the game like you had been saying earlier, yeah, that was all good. And again, maybe I'm not giving enough credit to how bad it was raining because I'm seeing some pictures that I just uh, didn't see was, when when it was on screen. It was pretty bad, brother, yeah. Yeah, and so that and then on top of it, like how dominant the defense was, the fact that the offense was just a little bit because, again, you know, that's more about timing and being in sync and people being in place and all that kind of stuff. Defense is more about just you have your job, do and, and then it's just about effort and physicality after that. So it's a little bit easier to operate in the in the elements like that. That's why run game and defense travels well. So – but, yeah, no, it was 100% something that I would really want to move forward. Um, and the last thing I'll let you go is just a statement. I really want to see where this where this carries over to next week um, with the team just because, you know, it's week one. You know, week one's known to be a lying week on, you know, who everybody is. But I think this is different. This felt different. This looked different. The dominant performance, yes, the Giants looked bad. But I also don't think the Giants are that bad. I just think they, they look that bad because we are who we are. So that's, that's all I got for you this morning. I appreciate you, DJ. She, you let the Giants fans tell you. They got specialists. You let the media tell you. They a threat. I, I, fine by me, man. Fine by me. Keep 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 thinking that that this team did not move differently, thus they are different. Keep thinking that. It's fine. And if you want to be one of them fans, we talked about it, foul weather fan, there's going to be a pl- plenty of them that ain't showing up here today that won't show up until something bad happens. We we had our own fans. Oh, we're going to start off 0-2, uh, defense this, offense that. Okay. All right. You 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 can be oblivious to the positive things that happen in the offseason, but I will not. <laughs> I will not. Yeah, special K. Studs over specialists. I told that man, y'all got specialists? We got dogs, man. What are we talking about? I've never heard of fan. I mean, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna keep keep, keep giving him airtime. I gotta talk to my guys. All right, let's keep it moving, man. James, what's goody? Good morning, Sky. How are you? I'm good, man. Ryan, how yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'll just tell you this much, man. When I was going into the game, uh, I'm just going to make a couple of just quick statements, and then I'll let you move forward so somebody else can get a turn because I know you got a lot of people on the phone, on the phone today. But I'll tell you, I didn't. Exp- I knew we were going to whoop that ass, but what I saw was, I mean, when you have a real cowboy fan of 40 years with their jaw dropped, 
I mean, that's saying something because I, I couldn't have foreseen that. Uh, that was just outstanding, and that tells me we got the uh, the best defense in the league. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why real quick. When you get Rex Ryan going on uh, one of those football shows this morning, I always watch those, and he says that when we got Dalvin Cook and um, uh, oh God, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Those were the two pieces we oh, needed oh, mm, to Cooks. become a great team. Oh, excuse me, Brandon Cook. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> I'm still excited. I, I apologize about that. Thanks for correcting me. But, yeah, and he said that's the two pieces we needed. And he said, man, there ain't nothing but dogs on that field because I don't think we could have done anything wrong defensively. And Micah Parsons, that should have been a sack. So he should have had two. But either way. So um, the only other thing that I'm just going to say then real quick and to get off this phone, that should have been a wake-up call to the rest of the league that, see, now you can't just double-team Micah or just double-team Osa or whatever. Now there's going to be a lot of you got to go one-on-one because hey, we can beat yep. you with anybody, you know. Oh, and remember, too, this is my last point, and I already said that, but i got to say this. Remember when we was talking about Wanye Thomas Juan, and then the one yeah. guy that you were t- – yeah, and I told you I liked him, and then that one guy's name that you were having a hard time about your show pronouncing Noah, ain't that kind of interesting. Noah at the yeah. Omni. Yeah, I know. I remember that. And isn't it ironic he scores our first touchdown of the season? You trade boss man fat, and good things happen. Yes, sir. So the only thing I want to ask you is, do you see this as we can be this dominant all the way through the season? I'm going to say yes. I just I like to hear you and Vach say you know, what you need to say. I, I, that's what we thought coming in. Now, now obviously, you're going to shut everybody out. I, I wouldn't say necessarily right. that. But w- when this defense was peaking last year at the beginning of the year, remember, they only gave up like one touchdown a game for like five straight weeks. Right. I think people forget that. They, mm-hmm. were, they were dominant, and they had lost their quarterback, but they were, they were basically winning these games. You know, so, I, yeah, I think they can play like this, you know, barring catastrophic injury, and then <laughs> – Honestly, right. as long as it's not catastrophic, they still might be able to hang with, with a few nicks and knacks because they're so damn deep. They, they, they can remain that dominant exactly. because you got a guy like Dan Quinn who can put these dudes in the best place. Right. And you go from one to whatever it is, 30, I don't know how many defenders they got. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really hard, bro, to, to look in that yeah. room and be like, man, this dude is devoid of talent, Right. Like, I mean, from the last mm-hmm. defender, whoever the hell you want to call it, there's there's talent in them that Dan Quinn is, is seeming to get exactly. out of them. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. this defense can and can be, again, top three sure. and not two or three. And I think that uh, uh, that uh, cookout table needs to be one of those big, long picnic tables, man. We have to invite <laughs> the whole defense, man. Yeah. That was crazy. That's yeah. all I got for you, Sky. Good show as always, my friend. Thanks, brother. All right. I, I was just showing um, – I'll bring it back up. Just Michael, man. <sighs> Just admire, if you if you're listening to this and you're not watching, that's fine. But but Michael Parsons is just so dominant, man. He mentioned you can't just double this person or that person. Well, the problem is you have to double Mike. You 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 have to double Micah. I understand you got an Andrew Thomas, right? But that ain't enough. That ain't enough. And I know there's a certain fan base that's gonna sit here and you know, talk about how he do this and do that. Okay. Well, I watched y'all offensive line. <laughs> Watch Matt Judon get busy. I watched I watched your quarterback moving around, running around like he normally do after his first. Re- hey, we got a long way to go though. I'm gonna talk about how Micah dominated here and set up 
guys like Osa, guys like DA, guys like uh, Fowler and these dudes to create pressure. If you don't dedicate two or three people to him, he will wreck your game. And the problem is, unlike some of these other D lines, and in respect to a couple of them, they don't run this deep. And I know I talk a lot about stunts. I don't like stunts early in downs. I talk about this a lot. I don't like stunts early in downs. It leaves holes. We've, we've seen it at the beginning of the game where you got Osa just slamming inside and then nobody's looping around and Daniel Jones just takes off. I hate stunts early on. I'd rather do it later in downs. By the time this game got to 16 to nothing, stunt out. I don't give a damn. Keep stunting on them because they're not going to run the ball. And if, if he wants to run and get you five, six yards on a scramble, be my guest. The guy called into the show, and we talk about Jalen Hyde. Even Jesse, we were talking about Jalen Hyde yesterday. I said, man, that sounds all fine and dandy. I was talking about how, you know, Gilmore can't run with guys and all that. Look, man, I, I honestly don't care about none of that. Because if you can't block it, you ain't going to be able to run by Gilmore. And they couldn't block it. Did that dude even play? I digress. Los, what's up, man? Yo, good morning, Sky man. Hope happy Monday, man. It's it's great victory Monday. Just quick three notes off the bat, and I'll let you go. Okay. We all been knowing that this defense is legit, man. And the way they cost turnovers, it's not a fluke. I mean, they no. they're about that life. We're we're about that smoke. All right. Yeah. My second thing is, um, before we started this game, my main concern is. How is the protection going to help up for Dak? And one thing that stood on the stat line was zero sacks allowed. And that's with Tyler Smith out. And you got to give credit to that line. They did a hell of a job. One. Yes, we could have done more offensively, but, I mean, that was the first game of the, of the year. You know, so imagine when we start really clicking. She, I mean, who wants to face us? And last but not least, uh, Sky, man, bro, bro. Marquise Bell, man, that that player saying, right man. there, shit, <laughs> shit. How do you, he plays physical. Bro, how do go, we get all ahead. these dudes on the field, man? How do we? How do we do it? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. But uh, about as long run. as we have him, because as about, long as we have him, because other teams passed up on him, right? We're about to so. run a linebacker list defense. And shouts out to the linebackers. Shouts out to 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 Damone Clark and LVE. They had eleven tackles combined themselves in a couple stops, so they were they were flying around too. It's just man, this defense is just deep, man. Exactly, Sky, and that's all I have, man. You have a great morning, and I I just no words to say, but other than let's go Cowboys, man. Have a great morning. Peace. Salute. Appreciate the calls, man. Y'all keeping it respectable for the time. Y'all the best. Uh, do me a favor, man. If you just jumped up in here and you're new, we got over 1,100 people in the building. Shouts out to you guys on this Victory Monday. If you're enjoying what you're seeing, please hit the like button. If you are day one, hit the like button anyway, right? And subscribe if you're feeling what you're seeing as well. We, we do this every Victory Monday with our cookout. We, we generalize the game. And then tomorrow, we break down what we saw on film. And we also talk to you bomb squad so let's keep it moving let's get 803 in the building what's good 803 what's up can you hear me Scott? i got you loud and clear 
All right, man. Uh, good morning to everybody. Glorious morning. I'll make it quick for y'all. This is for uh, big media, small media, the guy behind me in the checkout line at Target when I'm wearing my Cowboys jersey. I'm going to read off something that I, I didn't even get off my chest that See, I wrote on Twitter, all right? Yeah. I thought Dallas was going to regret Kellen Moore. I thought McCarthy was a dunce and washed. I thought all Dak does is throw picks. Really? I thought we was going to miss Zeke on the goal line. I was told the Giants were different. I was told Darren Waller was with him. I was told a lot of things in the offseason. And that and this uh these prediction shows, I always watch them uh, before, you know, game week to see what they picking. Mm-hmm. And these they really picked the Giants like they was them. They must thought we were rolling out that twenty twenty defense. Wow. They must thought Darren Waller was coming out. Everson Griffin. Uh Dr. Harry Poe. They must thought them boys were coming out. Like I need answers, guy. I need answers, man. I need answers. I, I all, all I can say is what I said on Twitter. You just you just couldn't have been paying attention to the Cowboys. You you couldn't have. And 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 I'm not the type of fan or, or creator I should say that comes on here and that pulls the receipts of national media because I've come to the conclusion that they just don't they don't really follow this team, right? It's the easy low hanging fruit things they talk about, and, and and it's 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 clickbaity. It gets people. It's provocative. It gets people going. But when I heard the same things you were hearing, and shouts out to, I respect some of these people when they talk about how oh, McCarthy terrible play caller because how it ended in Green Bay. I'm like, this ain't Green Bay in 2018. This is five years from now. The game has changed. Mike McCarthy's not stupid. He's been here before, right? Oh well, can the Cowboys continue their? De- what have you been watching that thinks this defense is going to regress? I don't understand. So when people come on here and are picking the Giants to score, you know, 30 points or 20-some points or what have you, they, they must be out their goddamn mind and not paying attention. That's, that's all I can say, bro. They, they're not paying attention, and that's cool. Continue to let them sleep. I don't even want them to jump on this bandwagon. I've already seen some, some people out there, including Cowboy fans, some people out there that, that are not, and that's fine. Stay off of it. Stay off of it if you don't want to give them respect after this game. You want to give them respect, I allow it. If you don't want to give them no respect after this game, stay off of it. Don't come back on here when we're continuing to dominate like we're going to be continuing to do I think. Exactly. I got one one last thing before I let you go. I called in uh, like a week and a half ago last week sometime, and I was the guy that was talking about, uh, I feel like USC Trojans on the dog chains, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Let me, let me tell you, <laughs> I was in these Twitter streets last night. I didn't go to sleep about them. Five, five in the morning. I don't woke up, cut the backyard, cut the front yard. I'm about to pressure wash the house. I'm feeling good, man. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling real good. Let me tell you how these uh, Giants fans feel in these, in these Twitter streets. You know when um, Big Mama passed away and she got the big house, maybe the fancy car, got a little money in the bank account, and she passed away, and they're trying to figure out who's going to get it. Yeah. And they all yelling and arguing, blaming each other, trying to figure out who to blame, who who don't deserve it. That's how they that's how they talking in these Twitter streets, in these faces in <laughs> Giants land. It's funny. They in shambles, my boy. I know, so I'm let you go, and uh, <laughs> I wish you have a good rest of your show, man. All right, Appreciate bro. it. Appreciate you. Yo, shout out to Vach. He does this this cool thing <laughs> at the end of his streams. You know, winning streams, right? Game day live, winning stream, post game shows, or whatever. He will find the opposing team's creators that are doing YouTube shows or whatever, and he'll send a raid. 
I clicked on the one, not the entertainer, because he cool, whatever. I clicked on the other one. Oh, they was in shambles. Oh, my goodness. They, they kept talking about how since 95 and 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 y'all wasn't even born and y'all don't got no Super Bowls. We the only team to win Super Bowls in each decade or something crazy of that instance. We'll, we'll just wait till January. They wanted nothing to talk about from last night's game. That legitimately at like one in the morning had me crying as I'm putting together today's show. Oh my goodness. Please do that every single week. Every single week. That was hilarious. If y'all missed it, go back, watch it. I think he drops it in the live chat at the very end. And he just we just listening to these New York Giants fans just being complete shambles. After all the mess they talked all offseason. All right, let's get to 803, Reek 469, and ending it with Marv, of course. What's good, 803? Uh, I think 803 got up out of there. Let's talk to Reek then. What's good, Reek? Hey, what's going on, Sky Cowboy Nation? What's going on? Um, what I wanted to say was this, man. Yeah, them boys was yeah. out there squabbling <laughs> last night. Yeah. 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 My inner boss, my inner sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, all for all you fair weather cowboy fans that don't believe, still don't believe, y'all ain't with us. And so all them hating cow, them, them, them haters of the cowboys keep on hating. We that's what we need. We love that hate last night. Now y'all get, now y'all see where we coming from. Let me tell you something, man. This team showed me the end of last year. Even though we lost that game against San Francisco, that this defense can travel with a traveling defense like that. And the running game, and we got Mike McCarthy at the helm to calm us back down, to get the team back focused when we got to get back focused. That was a perfect game that we played last night. Uh. Damn near perfect. I wouldn't say everything was perfect. It was damn near perfect. There's some things we got to clean up. But I'm, but we hey, let Rick, everybody know that we not playing. That's what made that feel perfect, yes. right? It, it was perfect because it was imperfect. You hear me? Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Because mm-hmm. it was imperfect. When you get a 40 to nothing victory from the outset, damn it, that looked like a perfect game, right? But then when you put your glasses on and you mm-hmm. investigate a little bit, you realize, nah, it was it was it was some things you gotta fix. There's things to fix in a 40 to nothing game. What? And they very they're very easy. Very small little th- this, mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't, oh man, we gotta be better in, in certain downs. Of the- no, man, these things are very, very coachable and fixable. And you're learning this was essentially a preseason game for the Cowboys, and they came away with that victory. So I loved it. Word, word. We played a damn good game, man. Like, we just putting everybody on notice. Here we come. So y'all better watch on out. You know what I mean? Pause. But uh, my my whole thing is that was a that was a good game, man. We just got a few things we got to clean up. But I'm not, I'm not scared of nobody. I think we could damn sure. to be anybody this year. And, and make it. I really believe like this next game is gonna 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 uh we we gonna see how you know everything go. But at the same time, the, the people that I really want to play is in Forty Niners. I want to see how we measure up against them. Even yeah, though even though I think that we measure up against them really damn well. That's gonna be the one read. I'm gonna touch but, on that real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right, Sky man, I'm gonna let you get to the other callers, man. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Let's go, Cowboys, man. Great victory, man. Let's keep it rolling, man. Peace. Hey, hey, I I was watching that Niners game, and I was like, man, they ain't 
they ain't regress one bit. They ain't regress one bit. Um, me and Jesse were having this conversation. So I thought when D'Amico Ryan's left, maybe there might be a little bit of slippage. I didn't think a lot because they got, man, they got dogs over there. But I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll see something different schematically. I'm starting to think, bro, there is somebody in that organization that is the true defensive coordinator and they're not letting anybody know. Because I just don't get how for 11 years now, and I get there was some down, there was a little bit of turnover after uh, Jim Harbaugh left, but for 11 years now, the Niners' defense has consistently been ridiculous. And a lot of it has to do with having the dudes, right? They just got dudes everywhere. And that's probably about 90% of it. But how the hell do you continue to just keep getting rid of defensive coordinator after defensive coordinator and your defense just continues to keep looking like that? So that, yes, that week, was it five, y'all? Will be a litmus test for real. We'll get there. But yeah, that's that's definitely the one. I'm with you, Rick. That's the one right there. They have a top-tier elite defense. They have a top-tier offensive scheme. Uh, you'll get Brock Purdy and in, in getting into a rhythm, which we, we did what we did to him last year. But we'll see what happens in this go-around. So that's the one for me. Cowboys go out there and do their thing. There should, there should be no more doubters. But we, we one week at a time. One week at a time. One week at a time. Four six nine. What it is? What it do? What it do, Sky? This is Princess. Princess, welcome to the show. I always see you in the chat. Appreciate you for being here. Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you for what you do. First of all, and I just want to say I'm so glad football is back. It's yeah. therapeutic. Forget about all your problems that you're going through. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your what you do. Uh, I just want to say I've been seeing a lot of criticism about the offense, and I just want to say, what the hell for? I mean, the dinner was cooked, so why the hell would you cook a second dinner when the damn dinner's already cooked? Come on. You know what I mean? Come on. Complaining about our damn offense, they didn't have to do nothing. The defense did every damn thing. It's going to be some games that the offense will will return the favor. So it's crazy, but also, these damn tight ends, they don't need to do nothing this week but play catch. On last who touchdowns, who touchdowns was dropped? Who? So we could at least score at least 50, maybe 60 on these guys last night, okay? So one last thing, I'm going to get off the phone. That damn kicker. You know, I talked last week about that kicker. He ended up doing okay. But that first missed extra point off of that turnover kind of had me a little bit nervous. But, hey, we ended up doing good. So, again, thank you for allowing a queen and a princess to call in to mm. represent a female show. Thank you for the job that you do. Love you, Sky. Thank I will you. continue to support you. Let's go, cowboy. Hey, princess, before you leave, my guy Special K said, uh, what size you cooking, Miss Princess? What size? I'm, co- I'm cooking the potato salad and the beans. And uh, maybe some greens depends on, you know, depends on how I'm feeling. But, yeah, I'm cooking all the sides. <laughs> Here we go. Appreciate you, Miss Princess. All right. Thank you, Sky. Fantastic first-time call from uh, Miss Princess. And there, shouts out to Vach. If y'all don't know about the, the side situation, you just got to tune into the Vach and Boy Live, man. Just got to. Uh, but Grace, yeah, look, Aubrey, when he missed the kick, again, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all see how I watch games, I, I'm just, I'm a maniac. I'm a nuts. 
I'm so damn hyped. I'm, I'm getting ready to text my brother. I'm getting, you know, and then he misses the kick, and, and and all of it just the air just gets released. Like, are you kidding? Are we, we're going to do this again? We're doing this again. All right. I say, all right, weather. Let's give him another shot. Eventually, he got it together, made his field goals, made his extra points, and everything was everything. But but Miss Princess has been talking about that damn kicker. But what did I say, Miss Princess? Last week, I said you shouldn't even need him. <clears throat> you shouldn't need him. Now it, you, he needs to get into preseason or uh, midseason form. So yeah, go out there and kick some damn field goals. But this game shouldn't come down to you needing him to win the game. Eventually, though, there will be a game you do, and hopefully by that time he's got the the uh, the jitters up out of him, right? Because that could have been maybe the jitters there. That was his first kick ever in National Football League. Honestly, his first kick ever in a in a stadium of that capacity. He's never kicked in front of that many people. So I think the jury is still out on Aubrey, but he made up for it. As we're, in regards to people, if you're complaining about the offense, once again, you're looking at this all wrong. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I was, I saw some comment sections on the Cowboys videos and things like that, uh, where, where there were some of those people, but I, I didn't think it was, I don't know how, I don't know the percentage of Cowboys fans that, that feel bad about the, but if you do, I wonder if you're the same person that wanted the offense to look just like this all last year. Here's what I mean. There's probably a, a sector of fans who are work all day, get 30 bags together for you ungrateful sons of and all I can hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. So now on, don't ask me your mind for nothing. You said you wanted to take care of the ball. You said you wanted a methodical offense. I said I wanted to see some dribbling with a purpose from a play caller standpoint, and we saw it. Did those things. You scored on five of your first six possessions, if I'm not mistaken, or five or seven, something like that. You had three goddamn going touchdowns. But because it didn't look like 400 yards and 50 total yards and 70 points from the offense, there possibly are people that are complaining about it. What do you want? What do you want? The very first game in a monsoon, your offense puts up 20-something points, takes care of the ball, never really put it in harm's way besides the fumble, and then that's on TP. Got to be better. Never put the ball in harm's way. Had a rhythmic flow to it. Right? Got the victory. I'm confused now. <laughs> I'm confused what y'all want from this damn offense. We have lived in the world of big, bright stats and numbers and all this. We talk about this on Vata Show all the time. I don't give a damn about this offense being. I don't. I don't care about it being number one. I don't. Be efficient. Compliment your defense and finish. If that means you're number seven, that means you're number five, that means you're number eight, I don't care. I've lived through 15 years, the last 15 years or whatever it's been, since 2006 of high-flying offenses. It's gotten us nowhere when it mattered. Remain efficient, take care of the ball, and score where you need to score in the red zone, right? 
And it started off a little shaky. But then Red Zone Mike said, nah, nah. We're going to knock this rust off. And they finished three for four in the Red Zone. You're right, Toxic. We need a win. You're absolutely right. We need a win because those same people that wanted the offense to be protective, that wanted the offense to be methodical, that wanted the offense to essentially kind of look like this, are the people that are complaining about it. But I know why. And I'm going to let them have it. Because they're not going to show up. They're not going to show up until the other, until the, eventually, not going to go 17 and 0. So eventually, the other shoe drops, and all of a sudden, aha, fraud. You're a fraud. And I'm going to call you out on it. 206, what it is, what it do. What up, Steve? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Oh, I, remember I told you, uh, I told Law last night, say, Law, don't go on the shows agreeing with people because y'all want to put losses on us when they pick the losing. Oh, I think they're going to lose 14 games. No, Law. I told you. Uh, I'm not Law. Me, I mean, uh, still, I told uh, Law, I say, Bro, next time you go on them shows, change your thing, change your tune. I think we got a chance to be. Hang on, let me see. We could be like the Dolphins because we got we built our foundation right with a coach. We ain't got the coach from Denver. All you guys talking about the Denver coach, and he lost. Lost with Wilson. Yo, Wilson. Hey y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you see hey, what I'm saying? You see hey, what I'm going still? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you still. I'm not. I, have, I haven't watched. Ne- look, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm a phony. Let me tell you why. I'm about to watch all the big letter networks today. <laughs> I watch them all. And here's why. Here's why. As soon as I get up off here, I'm gonna do some work. But here's why I'm gonna watch them. Only for one thing, though. Are we going to hear about? Joe Burrow today in the Bengals. Check. Are we going to hear about him? Probably not. Probably not. Nope. Uh, I totally get that the game was Thursday and the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but uh, we're not going to hear about them. We just know that, right? Uh, we're going to nope. hear about how the almighty Philadelphia Eagles look almighty pedestrian. Nah. Nah, and the refs helped them. Nah, the refs helped them. Phantom we, calls. We're not going to yep. hear about that. We're not going to hear about that. Are we going to hear about the other quarterbacks who look like trash? Nah. We're not. Nope. We're not going to hear about that. We're not going to hear about that. So I'm going to be watching just to see if, 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 if the energy is the same. But I already know that answer. Excuses. And uh, still, to all the Fairweather fans, you're not with us. You're against us. And that's good. Y'all phony, fugazi, like we say in Illinois, y'all fugazi. So we don't want you fugazi fans to be on here. And uh, the dick and dack is back. I love it. I love it. That's, yeah, uh, I'm going to sing all day. The dick and dack going to win us a Super Bowl. He's going to shut y'all up. And then the offense was so beautiful, ran. You know, our tight end drop, mm-hmm. he's got to clean it up. And then uh, the defense, they got to clean up a little bit because I know parts of them, they want greatness. And they're not even, that's the first game. This is like, 
uh, Big Nate Newton say, the first four games is our preseason games. After that, we're going to start rolling. Down. Oh, and I warned a lot of people from San Diego Bears. I said, I told them, y'all going to score 30 points, and then when you get to the last minute, when y'all got a chance to go win the game, what y'all do? Get your quarterback killed. Some stupid, dumb, killing more plays. Checkmate, you dumb Cowboy fans. Hey, still love your show to all the fans. How about them Cowboys? And uh, Rodgers, you next. We about to put up 30 or 40 on your butt, too. You finna get sacked on Listen. seven or eight times because you can't run like the uh, you can't run like your boy from the Giants or Philly. So that's all I gotta say. Still love it, my guy. How you Lord. like me now? How you like me now? Appreciate you. Hey, look, we gonna get we we, we, we gonna talk the Jets game on on, on uh, Wednesday. They play tonight, so I'm definitely gonna be keeping my eye out on that that uh front seven or that front blocking for him. Now, obviously, game plans will change for both sides of the ball, but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But there's just no way. And, and Rodgers is an amazing. He's amazing. But there's just no way you can expect him to just drop back all game and just like, yeah, we're good to go. So we'll dive into that. We'll dive into all of that Wednesday. We even got Will Bernie hype. Boy, what you can get him hype, man. See, I don't consider him foul weather. He got a little, he got a little wicked energy in him, but he's not foul weather. The foul weather fans, they ain't showing up today. They're not out here. I don't even call them fair weather. Because the fair weather is the opposite, right? The fair weather show up today. Fair weather fans, they brag, they boast, they, yeah, yeah. When you're doing good, and they kind of scurry away when you're doing bad. Things have changed for this organization. It's the opposite. Those fans come out when the lights get the darkest and go away when they're bright. You know what else does that, right? You know what else does that? All right. Shout out. Look, let me let me give a shout out real quick to Stevie Mac. I, I just seen the pop up in here. Y'all know Stevie Mac, one of the original OG moderators. Linked up with him a couple, uh, a couple weeks back. I see you in here, bro. I think it's pretty dope. You was here from day one, and, and you got a chance to see the growth from this. But so, shouts out to you in the chat. He says, Cowboys defense out here season souls like Shang Tsung, Carpe, Omnia, baby. All right, I'm going to read some of these super chats. What time is it? Perfect timing. And then I'm going to link up with our doc to talk about some of these nicks and bruises the Cowboys are dealing with here. The OG mod guy. What's your about that doc? All right, let me see. What's the day? September 11th. And look, man, it's September 11th, by the way. Kind of crazy, but I'm going to just leave it at that. Uh, let's see here. Super, super chat. Boom. Toe boat tie drop five and two. It says pure domination. I'm still hype. Brother, I didn't go to sleep until I'm my line to about 245. I felt like I just took a nap. I looked over at my clock. I said, what? Ready for this show, man. Um, and he also said, Dan Quinn, not only the head of the table, he's hosting the cookout and manning the grill. I, I, well, I think I think Hank is at the grill. Yeah. Big Hank at the grill with his, with his uh, open toe sandals on. 100%. 
Shouts out to Marcus Hardison. Super chat. Drop five and said, new nickname for the Cowboys defense, the abyss. Don't stare into the abyss too long or it will stare back at you. Keep up the good work, Scott. Appreciate you, Marcus. I actually like Legion of Doom. And I get it, right? Like, I get it's biting a little bit off the Legion of Boom. But, I mean, the dude who took the Legion of Boom to the next level is here. And I think he's putting together a unit that might be better. Just saying. I like that. I like Legion of Doom. He likes it. And if he like it, I love it. So, it's a mixture of Doomsday defense. Dan Quinn. One game. But I kind of like that. B. Bird. Shouts out to the original... OG dropped five and said, I feel Super Bowl, Sky. Come on. When these teams going to learn about the mediocre wide receivers, Kansas City and New York Giants, number three, Zeke, who? And number four, Big Mike always. <laughs> Stop. He said, Big Mike always looks hungry. Boy, you got to about that. Uh, let me get back to this. So, number one, I feel Super Bowl, Sky. Look, man, I, I 100% think this is a Final Four type of team, and then we'll see what happens if you get to that point. But you got to get there one week at a time, one inch at a time to that goal over there in Las Vegas. It's just week one, right? It's just week one, but we inching. You got to take those necessary steps to get there. And number two was when the team's going to learn about the mediocre wide receivers, you can't you can't bring out mediocre receivers. Can't do it. You cannot do it against this defense. No way, no how. Three Z cool. I'm not about to. I'm not going to do it, but I feel you. I was told the Cowboys was going to miss that in the red zone. We had three red zone rushing touchdowns. I was told the Cowboys were going to miss them in the pass game. I I, I, I didn't see it. But wish him nothing but the best. I know it started off shaky over there in New England. I don't know how it finished for him personally, but hope he does well. Uh, J.R. Gower. Super chat. He dropped five. Another Zeke one. Zeke got six games for BS. Goodell needs to suspend Micah immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the first half. He says Zeke got six games for BS. Goodell needs to suspend Micah immediately. We won't stand for domestic violence. He beat up 11 tonight. Oh, man, that's, that's a violent, that's a violent super chat, bro. It's a violent super chat. Michael was dominant. It was absolutely dominant. Super chat. Dwayne dropped 10. He said, great game. Our defense had their legs under them all through training camp. They balled. The offense looked good, not great, but they got, but they look good, not great, but that they got this preseason game out of the way. They are ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, defense, I, I think there was a benefit. And not playing in the preseason. Both sides of the ball were fresh and ready to go. Uh and I'm I'm this is just I'm just so glad we didn't scrimmage against anybody because there was no need. See that defense? For who? For what? You don't need to. You you have one of the best defenses in the last probably decade on your team. So no need to do that. Brother L. Super chat. Shouts out to Brother L. One of the elite mods. He says, Sky, watch the letter networks on the bootleg YouTube clips when I have a reason. No harm, no foul. For sure. So I, when people snip it on, on Twitter, I watch a clip. Um, 
I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I just don't watch the shows, but I, I will watch a clip if it happens to come by, and I'm interested in what they're, they're talking about. But nine times out of ten, it's nonsense. Super, super chat. There we go. Sports Guru 80 dropped five and said, keep up the great work, my guy. Dallas and San Fran look like the best teams in the NFL. Facts. Facts. And I saw one more sneak in. Man, shots out to y'all. 1,100 in here, man. Y'all the best. Actually, two more just snuck in here. My guy, who? Super chat. Mac Jones. He's back. He dropped five and said, Sky, best show in the morning. This man does his research. Appreciate you, brother. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I told y'all from day one, from the very first time I started this whole thing with this company, I want to take this to being the number one Cowboys morning show in the land. That includes letter networks. That includes radio. That includes our lane in YouTube. I want this to be number one. And it's happening, I think, because of y'all. I think because of y'all. And then shouts out to Garth. Super chat. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name, sir. Garth said, we haven't even utilized the majestic beast yet. Hey, Garth. When they rolled out the fullback package, you know, last night, like the old school in me got so excited. Because y'all know how I feel about wanting to see him lead block, but then eventually building off of that with a play action. And the next thing you know, you got this mix of Kyle Juszczyk and John Kuhn leaking out to the flat. He's catching it, and he's got one man to beat, and he can do some things in the open field. So we're just getting started offensively. Just getting started. My whole thing about the offense, shouts out to Reek, my whole thing is I just want to see when, when teams adapt, how we adapt. That's it. When teams adapt, I want to see how we adapt. Y'all sneaking a few more up in here. I appreciate it. Toxic drop one. Super chat. Toxic said, one band, one sound. Hey, hold on. I got to turn the music off for this one. Toxic Tom said, this band is different. <laughs> if you knew around here, that might not hit y'all. That might not hit you the same way it hits me. But when I hear Toxic say this is different, he, he, ain't, he ain't a homer. I'm telling you that right now. It is different. I'm telling you, it's okay to feel different because it is different. And then my guy, Kylie, he dropped two and said, Super chat. Ask Chef, who put up 40? Cowboys must have heard him. You know, I, I quite literally, and shouts out to Miss Sharice if she's listening. Let me tell you how offended I was about that. That that four. Check, check. Check, check. All right, I got to fix this mic here. Y'all still got me? I'm going to mention this real quick before I get out of here. Let me tell you how offended I was with this. When he said that, I almost clipped that and sent it to, to Miss Sharice, Mama Parsons, and Micah's brother, and was, please show him this. P- please show because Micah has the Mamba mentality. He's got that Jordan mentality, right? Where, hmm. And I took that personally. So just know, rival fans, before you come on here and you say some wild things, that young lion might hear about it. That young lion might hear about it. And I'll leave it at that. All right. 
I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Whew, almost ran on super overtime. I appreciate you guys coming through. Man, I, I want to. I really want to go overtime with this one, but there it is again. We got some obligations we got to get to uh, with our guy, Dr. Boothby of OSMI. I will see y'all later on the Boston Body Live show where we're going to have some fun. Just know that. I know what time it is. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Push the button. Shouts out to Joshua. He dropped two and said, let's go Dallas. Kick some ass. And QBs are worried. One down. 20 more to go. One down. We got this. Love y'all.